reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Does Sports. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. But, of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, the sexual intellectual, double H, the Husky Heartthrob, leader of the Husky Army. And not in the playoffs right now, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. Uh, in last night's show, I talked about the weather. Tomorrow morning, going to be a brisk wind chill. Of negative twenty five. That's probably shorts weather for you, right? Uh, hoodie and hoodie and jeans, the usual. Well, very special episode again this week. Another special guest. He is one half of the Tales in the Estate podcast. He is my fellow Ohio player and a good good friend of ours. Our homie Drew Vensel. Drew, how you doing, brother? That would be the lesser half. Of Tales from the Estate. <laughs> I was going to say the worst half here. Right. Come on. Uh, but, fellas, I am very excited to be here. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I know that you've had some really good guests these past uh, couple weeks, so I've got some some high standards. But excited to be here and talk sports with, with you guys because, you know, I don't get to do this. So uh, being able to, to hop on with you guys, it's it's going to be a chore. And it's going to be nice. So. And, you know, thank you again for having me on the uh, Tales from the Estate podcast. That was great. It was kind of a fill-in situation, the fact that I got to be honest, really cool. But that was something you said on the show. It was like, I don't get to do this very often. This is kind of, you know, obviously with your wife, she's not going to be, you know, like most, like my wife, not too eager to talk sports. But I, we talk, me and you talk more sports than we do anything else by yep. a lot. Pretty much and every I day. I think people are going to be very surprised when they hear your opinions and how well thought out they are and how basically research are because you do watch everything, right? I do. I do. I, I, I fell asleep during uh, Buffalo, New England, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't miss much. You didn't so. miss nothing, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of what we're going to do is we are going to recap Super Wild Card Weekend. We're going to talk about some performances that maybe stuck out, some in a good way, some in a bad way. And we're also going to preview the uh, divisional round this weekend. We've got the number one seeds coming off their buys. And it's going to be a real fun time. So, fellas, if you're ready, we're going to start with the Saturday 430 game. This was the AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals hosting a playoff game against the Las Vegas Raiders. And this was, um, man, Drew, you're the guest. I'll go ahead and let you start. Uh, what were your expectations going in and what did you see? So... I, I always think that every year there's that one team that gets hot midway through the season, and I feel like they kind of ride that momentum, and I feel like that's what Cincy's doing, and, you know, I think deservedly so, Joe Burrow's going to get some MVP votes. I think that what he's been able to do coming back from that injury, the, you know, just explosion of Jamar Chase on the scene, and just, I mean, man, like... Who like Randy Moss? When was the last time there was a rookie season with Randy Moss? So mm -hmm. uh, I love what they're doing. Um, I mean, going into it, you know, Derek Carr, like we talked about, historically bad in you know bad weather. Not that the weather was terrible, but he's just you know he's not good in cold weather. Uh, I wasn't expecting much from Las Vegas. You know, I I kind of felt like 
Cincinnati was probably going to come out and, and stomp them. It really wasn't that. It was a closer game than I expected. It was a touchdown game. Um, but like I said, I and we'll talk about it as we get into this week. Um, I feel really good about Cincy. I really do. And uh, I, I like the matchup. Um, you know, I don't know what Derrick Henry's going to look like. And I think that that whole game, and, and we'll talk about it when we get there, but uh, I love what Cincy did. So I, you know, I'm not going to say that, Oh, they're they're a favorite. You know, you still have Kansas City and you have Buffalo, and we'll talk about that too. But um, I feel like they're riding the hottest high right now. Yeah, they end up winning twenty six to nineteen, end up holding off Las Vegas. Barry, what did you see? Yeah, I mean, I I picked uh, Cincinnati to win this game uh, when we had Deontay on. Uh, like Drew said, man, they're they're hot right now. They are that one team heading into the playoffs. So it's like, man. If they get on a roll, they have the pieces to beat anybody. I mean, they can literally beat anybody if they get hot. And, I mean, will the defense hold up? That defense has to hold up if they're going to, you know, beat the the best in that division. Um, again, Burrow and Chase, it's kind of like Derrick Henry, like we always talk about, is you know it's coming, but somehow – he still get he still gets open and you know they do business and when it, when you have a connection like that man it is it's tough to beat yeah to me joe burrow although he didn't have his like best game of the year he was 24 34 244 two touchdowns uh he's kind of shaken off the early turnovers which kind of bothered him earlier in the season to me it's always come down to can they protect him and i was worried about coming into this game for him in that respect is like, you know, Matt Crosby led the league in quarterback pressure. You got Ngakwe on the other side. And historically, the Bengals' offensive line is just that's that's kind of their Achilles heel. I mean, I was wrong. I think a lot of us were when we were very critical of them for drafting Chase and not Penny Sewell. Mm-hmm. And that is just, I mean, now you look at Jamar Chase, 12 targets, nine catches, 116 yards in a playoff game, in a playoff win. But let he me ask is, you something. So <clears throat> do you think if Jamar Chase didn't go to Cincy, he would still put up those numbers? No, no, I think a lot of it is the connection with Burrow, the trust too. right there. And obviously Burrow stood on the table for him because he knew what kind of player he was. I'm not saying he would not be successful. I think he'd be successful if he had a guy that was able to get him the ball no matter where he went. But I think the connection with Burrow causes them to force feed him more than probably any other team in the league would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. But to me, also, they're balanced. I mean, Joe Mixon, he's a very good running back, and he's a three-down back. You don't see that a lot in the league anymore. 17 carries, 48 yards, four catches, 28 yards on five targets. They they give the ball to Chase out of the backfield a little bit. They're just trying to get him touches. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, I know that, like, I called Debo Samuel and Quan Bolden last week, kind of made that comparison. Chase might be right there as far yeah. as, like, you know, built like a running back, especially from the waist down. Physicality, he does not look like he's going as fast as what he really is. And he, he has, has that like extra that, gear. Exactly. That play against, mm-hmm. I want to say it was against the Ravens, where Barry texts me. Or he the hit Chiefs. a slam. That was against the Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah. He hit a slam and then just hit that extra gear that nobody else on the field had. And, I mean, it was gone. Yeah, and, it looked like they were just standing there. So, I look, I, I like them a lot. I, defensively, Trey Hendrickson, I think they showed off the backhand a little bit. I, I, I like Bates. I like a couple of the uh, defensive backs. We'll see how they do against Tennessee, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But I like them. I like Nick Haddix's Bengals a whole lot. And as a Browns fan, that is not the coolest thing I can be saying right now, but <laughs> they are going to be a problem for a lot of years. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, you think about, all right, well, we're finally done with, with Ben and, you know, now, now we have a shot, but now you, you know, we are, we've had deal with Lamar, but now it's like Cincinnati is looking like they're going to be the class of the division. And I don't, you know, everybody's like, Oh, we've owned Cincy. Okay. But I don't see that. I don't see that continuing. Right. I mean, you people talk about last year, Burrow's rookie year. He I don't think he played in the second game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, their defense was terrible last year. And then you had this year, earlier in the season, they weren't really where they're at now. Mm-hmm. In the second game we played them, they didn't have Burrow again. So exactly. it's, it's, it's all contacts. That's a, the Browns fans. I mean, if you want to hear my thoughts on Browns fans and Drew's thoughts on that whole situation, go back and listen to Tales from the Estate when I was on there because I was, we were both heated going to that episode. So <laughs> next up, we have, this is the Sunday night game, and this is, we'll spend a little bit of time on this, but not what I thought was going to happen. I picked the Patriots in this game. It was uh, Patriots traveling to Buffalo to take on the three-seed Bills, and Bills just mollywopped him, 47-17. Statistically, like quarterback rating, Josh Allen played the best game in playoff history. They didn't punt. I mean, it's just. Let me see what his numbers are real quick before we I t- toss it to Drew. You're talking to Josh Allen, 21-25, 308, five touchdowns, six carries for 66 yards. That is a fucking day. Drew, your expectations going in, and what did you see? So, I, you know, I was going with Buffalo going in, but I figured a Bill Belichick coach defense, you know, that this was going – if you would have told me Buffalo by 30, I would have said, you're fucking insane. Uh, right. But – and, you know, I know that Buffalo had bad losses during the year. They lost to Jacksonville. You know, they lost to Pittsburgh first week of the season. Mm-hmm. But there isn't another quarterback like Josh Allen. And it's not like there's not anybody even close. Like his size, his athleticism, the fact that he can get out and run and he's got a cannon. And the the thing about Josh Allen, which is so astounding to me, is when he came out, what was his biggest thing? He's not accurate, and you can't yeah, improve that. But what has he done? He's improved it year over year. And you can look at him now, and you're like, man, his ceiling, he blew through his ceiling. He's an accurate passer, and he has, like, the physical skills and tools that – how do you game plan for that? And then you've got Stephon Diggs, and you've got, like, Dawson Knox, like, coming out of nowhere. He's the anti Baker Mayfield. Mm hmm. In every possible way, Barry. Baker's short, he's tall. You know, How many batted uh, balls did Josh Allen have this year? Not not many. Uh, Allen's mobile. Baker kind of Baker is, but refuses to be. You uh you added an all pro wide receiver to the offense and the quarterback took it up a notch. Baker did not. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's and to me. Uh, Barry, I'm going to toss to you here in a second. There has not been a, a quarterback built more to play in Cleveland than Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking painful. Go ahead, Barry. What you see? What you said? What you expect? Well, I knew that both ends would figure a way into work Cleveland into this playoff <laughs> talk, and that's fine. No, uh, man, I picked the Patriots. I thought yep. Belichick. He's he's had time, and Josh Allen is like, dude, you fucking are out of your mind. No and, answer and for him. He played out of his. I mean, he came out there to fucking make a statement, and they made a statement, and he fucking balled. 
I mean, he balled out. Uh, statement game, statement performance. Um, and with that win, that puts the spotlight on this coming week. I mean, that makes that game even that much bigger. So, you know. Yeah, this weekend's games are going to be tough to preview. Mm. But for this, I was with Barry. I picked the Patriots. I thought third time against Belichick. Now, I know the whole rookie quarterback thing in the playoffs, but, I mean, I did not see 47 points coming. I didn't see 300 yards and five touchdowns coming from Josh Allen. He did whatever he wanted out there. If you watch the game, Mac Jones looked cold and uncomfortable. Josh Allen did not. (laughs) I mean, that was that's the guy's built to play play where he is. He's 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 going to be good for a long time. That is a good fucking team. And the Patriots, I mean, to me, people wanted to crown Mac Jones as the offensive rookie of the year, and that's fine. But I'm using a term that Drew Vence will use all the time. He did not elevate people around him. No, they, they he was the game manager if I ever saw one. Well, and this was what Burrow's first playoff game this year as well. And you had Mac Jones, and it was kind of yeah, it was Burrow's kind of half season, I guess, that first year. And that sophomore slump for Burrow just did not happen. I get like he just kind of has been on a, a trajectory this whole year. And Jamar Chase has fucking done nothing but improve throughout. As far as, like, physically and who he reminds me of and this player and the attitude and everything, I have not seen a person, a quarterback, remind me more of Tom Brady than this guy. I mean, it's, to me, it's uncanny. I mean, you got the height, you got the attitude, you got the smarts. I mean, me and Drew were sitting here beating ourselves in the head over Baker Mayfield year five. (laughs) And Joe Burrow is light years ahead of where Baker is. He's in year two, and so is Justin Herbert. So for those of you like on the fence about your quarterback, they're supposed to pick it up fairly quickly and, and run with it and get better and elevate team people around them and put their teams in winning situations. If your quarterback doesn't do that, then he's just an average-ass dude. And your team will have to win despite of him. And your quarterback shouldn't be having mechanical problems in year five either. God damn it. We're going to try and limit as much as we can, but it's going to come up. I, I know. Me and Drew are hurt. We are absolutely hurting. Barry. Yes, sir. Sunday. Yeah. 49ers and Debo Samuel. He just skips the fucking early game. It's fine. Came out. Oh, I'm sorry. I did. He was waiting. He wanted me to go, but. I kind of did. I kind of got a whole intro worked up. We're gonna we're gonna put that on pause for a second and talk about the Buck Eagles going to uh, Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. I, to me, the Eagles weren't a playoff team. This is when you expand to seven teams. They're they're not they're not good. Uh, Barry, they play in that shitty division. I'm sorry. No, so, I was gonna say just for the NFC East to send two teams. That's insane. To the playoffs was absolutely asinine. I mean, the rep- the representative in the first place was fucking horrible. But this as the second representative, just, it was a fucking circus. And they had no business being there. They got showed that they they weren't a playoff team. Yeah, this was 31 and nothing at one point. I mean, right. the Buccaneers completely outclassed them. I would do worry about the Buccaneers. Uh, 
going forward, if they don't, if the, the worst injury is pretty big deal, I think. Um, obviously, no Godwin. So I do have concerns, but they got TB12 back there and they look damn good. So, <clears throat> no running backs. They, they threw in Gio Bernard. They threw in the other guy. They got some rushing touchdowns early on. And they just basically, this was never even a game. Drew, would you say any thoughts on this? <clears throat> the only thing I was really interested, you know, I. I didn't feel like Philly had a chance, but I was interested to see how Jalen Hurts was going to play. Mm, that's your guy. Did not, did not look good. Looked, uh, he he was inaccurate. He he just looked like he was second guessing himself out there. And I, I think that he felt a ton of pressure. He doesn't, you know, they didn't get Devontae Smith involved very early. At all. I think that that was a mistake. Yeah, at all. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I mean, that's your one weapon. Guy was Realistically, yards off of him in single coverage. Mm-hmm. Run a so. five, run a five yard out, get in the ball. Golly, while we have you here, um, I know you, you kind of fancy Jalen Hurts a little bit. I've we've talked about this. I've always been fascinated that the Eagles just put so much on his plate so early. They just hand yeah. him the keys of the car, and that's that's it. With mm-hmm. not really many weapons, and they've drafted terribly, historically bad at wide receiver. I mean, historically bad. It's like it's like they're just blindly searching for somebody to come in and be the savior. But first, I don't know that Hertz is really that guy. And secondly, he's definitely not that guy to do it with that offense. Not yet. So, so yeah, it's I do like him, though. I've always been a fan of him, player person. I think, you know, if he if he does figure it out, so I do think he's tough. I do think he's smart. I do question the arm a little bit. But other than that, like, I mean, he's a winning player to me. All right. Moving on, Barry. I was watching on I was, I was watching on Twitter. And I saw a little white man come out of a, a locker room with a giant boombox with Super Gremlin, okay. with Trent Williams and Debo right behind him, and just I mean, they, them boys were getting after it on the way. That, Jimmy G was even bobbing his head. They were ready. And Rachel said that's her new favorite team. <laughs> they went down to Dallas with Kodak Black playing and fucking laid, didn't really lay it on the Cowboys, but they, they jumped out on them and they laid it Barry, on the six seed 49ers beat the three seed Cowboys 23 to 17 in Jerry world. I can't believe I'm doing this drew Barry. You don't even have to call on me. I don't even want to participate in this one. Cause I'm just going <laughs> to sit back and get my popcorn and just, and just there enjoy was this. never a fucking doubt that San Francisco was going to walk in there and fucking dog walk Dallas. And that's what happened. Okay. Here we are. It's fucking, what, 13 nothing. That the San Francisco jumps out on them. And then Dallas finally gets down there. They get some fucking cheap calls. End up fucking, uh, who'd he hit? Fucking, was that Amari Cooper or somebody early to get them on the board anyway? Yeah. And then uh, San Francisco came right back down, answered 16 7. And then, crucial, that third quarter, Debo, they get the run. Dallas just stands there. And it's like, oh, oh, God. It's who? It's Debo. And they didn't want any fucking part of him. And he took it in. It's 23-7. Now we all know the Jimmy G collapse is coming. But is it too late? Is it too late? And here comes fucking Dallas. You know, they kick the field goal in the fourth quarter. Dak gets the run. 
terrible clock management though on San Francisco's part to give them. They didn't even try to like close the fucking game out. Now here, oh there it is. There's the song. So I heard when Diva was doing his thing, and that's all you needed to hear. But so here comes fucking Dak matriculating the ball down the field as only his incompetent self can. You know, he's got the pigeon toe. He's fucking does a quarterback sneak. He's got his wing hanging and he slides. Now, like a pure dipshit that he is, (laughs) he fucking hands the ball to his center. And the center's just like, fuck it, I'll hike it. And then now there are Dallas fans that are tore up mad that they didn't get an extra play. Just because you don't know the rules of football is not our fault. The referee has to set the ball. Okay, now if Dak's dumbass didn't run, he could have threw an out. He could have got fucking out of bounds. And he, like plenty of shit. They had two or three plays from where they were on the field. To to go at the end zone, but they chose otherwise. Mike McCarthy's out here. There are still people in Dallas that think this motherfucker won Super Bowls in Green Bay. He did this. I was here when they won the Super Bowl. That man did this and just sat there with a clipboard. And Aaron Rodgers is going, "It's okay, dog. Just just stay over there. I got this." And that's what happened. Brett Favre was like, "Just stay over there. I got this." That man is terrible. He's, I don't even, he is an upgrade from Jason Garrett, I will say, from personal experience this year. But absolutely fucking horrible. The best part of my weekend was watching these fucking Cowboys fans cry. One guy shot his television. I don't know if you guys saw that. (laughs) It was fucking beautiful. The one guy was crying. Um, The only person I could think of was somebody check on Chris Rucker. Someone, someone check on him. He had his starter kit on. He had the jean shorts, I bet. His fucking Jordans that were probably creased where he was crying, kneeling, going, please give us one. I just want one. And the gods were like, no, no, go sit down, stupid. And he had to go back in his living room and cry. And it was beautiful. It was, it was a great week. I'm glad we got to watch this game. Nothing else even mattered after this, but go ahead. That's that was my roundup of the game. It was beautiful. Well, for me, I picked the Cowboys. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been picking the Cowboys all year, and I gotta say, I am. I've been pro Cowboys. I've always been that. I'm kind of the yin the berry yang as far as that goes. I try to bring a little balance to this conversation. I've always. I don't really have anything against Dallas. I'm a Browns fan, so who cares? Um, with that said. Every problem they had, we were talking about this before, every problem they had going into this game bit them in the ass in this game. The inconsistencies on offense, the inability to run the ball, the um, stupid, stupid penalties. Penalties. Wrong fucking so the egregious. Like, was it Randy Gregory just threw a dude when they were about to get off the field and <laughs> gave him a first down? Like, just stupid shit like that over and over. I don't think Dak was ever right when he came back from the calf. Something's been a little off ever since then. Absolutely. Um, Zeke, I think Zeke's very much on the downside. And also, with as far as, like, the officiating, look, officials are bad in every game. We just see that all the fucking time, right? Yeah. There's no reason Dallas – now, all I hear is about is the weapons, right? The weapons, the weapons, the weapons. 
If your yeah. weapons can only score you 17 points. That's right. Then you're not going to be able to get it done. I actually don't have a bigger problem with the slide as a lot of people do. To me, just do it sooner. Right. And hand well, that, the ball that was my thing. You know, yeah, slide you still have You still got playing time. That, was, that would have been third down, right? Mm-hmm. You still got yeah. time to clock it. You still got time because again, you're still what's the, you're still going to run the same low percentage play from the thirty as you do the twenty five, exactly. which is just going to be four goes, and somebody get open, you know, and that's and that's all that's going to be. So again, and there people are making a big deal about that. You're talking about a, missing an opportunity to run a very low percentage play. And what about the classlessness after the game that these fuckers had, where Dak is sitting at a press conference praising the scumbag low life fucking dick faces cowboy fans that were trying to attack one of the greatest officiating crews i have ever seen in a fucking playoff game just being attacked by these monsters these thugs i i think they should ban all dallas fans next season i'll give dak a pass he's probably caught up in the moment you know I what believe I mean? you and said that was a chicken shit move it was a chicken shit thing to say don't tell me that at all he is a but chicken I think, shit. But you listen, listen. You only ever hear good. I don't know Dak, obviously. You only ever hear good things. It was a shitty thing to say. He's probably pissed off. He's kind of in a fuck it mode. He just lost a playoff game at home when, you know, this team supposedly had expectations going in. and They had none. Yeah. Nobody expect them to do a fucking thing except Cowboy fans. They do it every next year. Listen, next but, year, I swear, some dude with a fade – and it's and a tapered beard's gonna come up to you and go, We them boys, dog, we're gonna get it done. And they're out. They're gonna get beat again in the first round if they make it because the NFC East is terrible. And my my Giants included. But I'm just saying they should be banned. These so, fans. Dak played, I mean, I know he wants to put a lot on the refs here, but twenty three of forty three for two fifty four, a touchdown and a pick. Not gonna fucking get it done. What a fucking all. stud! But the what thing with stud. me too is, I a lot of this is on McCarthy because again, this team came out slow start. Other team jumped out, so you're not ready to play the game, and you had 14 penalties. Jesus Christ! And you you got Big Zeke, 12 carries for 31 yards, leading the way. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, not just that. I mean, I think that I think that Dallas is the better team, but matchups matter so much in the playoffs. Yes. And Dallas does not match up well with San Francisco. Like D- Barry called it, they weren't going to stop Debo Samuel. They don't have a guy that's an answer for Debo Samuel. It's like Michael Parsons, okay, but he was still he was still going to get his touches, and they did nothing to stop him. And and see, here was the whole thing. This is how well I knew how fucking terrible Dallas is. Go back and listen to the show, Deontay. I called everything that was going to happen. I said, Schultz is going to be their leading receiver. Uh, anybody got the stats of who their leading receiver was? Dalton because Schultz. Clamps, because Clamps, because fucking Dak, it's playoffs. He's nervous. Old Pigeon Toes is nervous. And he can't get it done. It's too big of a moment for him. I'll and tell you who else looked bad. Who's that? And Diggs. There's some not, bad tape on Diggs. the game. defensive player of the year. Not fucking Mr. 25 interceptions. Not you know, that. you know who uh, who digs season reminds me of, and Eric, you'll know this. This is a deep, deep cut. Uh, 2001, Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry. Yes, yes, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. You know what? Dallas picked his ass up. Yeah. He had like 11 picks. It was like a picks, nickel corner. 10 picks his yeah. rookie year, and you know went to the Pro Bowl. 
And then where does career go? He went to fucking Dallas. He was a, he was a middle he was a middle of the mall cornerback the rest of his career. He was a nickel corner sitting back in zone. Is mm-hmm. what he was doing. <laughs> that was nuts. He was a rookie. Was... I don't even know if he was drafted. He, Dude, yeah, he and then Dallas wasn't. ended up Dallas ended up like paying him actually. Yeah, but that was uh, like I said, uh, that officiating crew all deserve raises down there. So, anyways. We can we can move on to the next game. We've we've heard enough about this. It's absolutely sickening. There she is. There's my gal making her nightly run in. Lily bug, Lily bug. What are you doing, Lily bug? Yeah, husky. It's a little teary eyed right now. Uh oh. Drew, if you look at the time, past mm-hmm. bedtime. Yeah. This time's two, buddy. They're trying to make you go to sleep, aren't they? How dare them? Can't believe we were just talking about Dallas, Lily Buck. You want me to tell you about how bad Dallas is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this will put you to sleep when I tell you about (laughs) how bad they are. This will be a nighttime story for you. They're terrible. They got this quarterback. He's pigeon-toed, throws a bunch of interceptions, like, you know, an end game where, that you like where they're like, ah, and they all come and save them. Dallas doesn't have anyone like that, sweetheart. They're all terrible. They're bums. They're scared of the moment. Dr. Strange isn't opening them portals for them. No. There's no. ain't walking through that door. Yeah. Mike Irvin, they're not coming back. You know what I mean? So they'll be lucky to have Leon Lett with his airline luggage come into the locker room. Okay. When you're older, you'll know what that is. Because that's how they played. They played like they were in the clouds. And that's exactly what they deserve. Losses upon more losses. He's telling her a bedtime story. <laughs> on the podcast. It's fine. Tell Husky Night. Night night, Lily Bug. Say, say bye, Love Drew. you. Hi, Lily. Hey, good morning. So yeah, now she's sleepy. She's done. She she heard about those those cowards down in Dallas. Did you Not did really. you see though when they did score like Jerry Jones about had a fucking stroke? I thought he was gonna fall out of the fucking booth. It was oh, it was almost great. You're cold. Uh, did you on. watch the Nickelodeon or or uh, Fox feed for that game? Where they like threw slime all over. I seen it. Yeah. They had they slimed the field. They didn't have McCarthy like with like smoke coming out of his ears and a red face. <laughs> it's like unbelievable, but it was good shit. Uh, next up was the Sunday night game. It was the can't believe we're saying this. Pittsburgh Steelers of the seven seed traveling to Kansas City take on the two seed Chiefs. Nobody at all gave the Steelers a chance. Everybody was correct on that. Forty two twenty one Chiefs. Let me pull up some numbers here real quick before I kick it over to Drew. We haven't heard from him for a while. Thanks to Barry and his, his, I his Cowboys rant. Uh, ben, 29 of 44, 215. Najee Harris, 12 for 29. And they just could not gain. James Washington was their lead receiver for 37 yards. Then you got Mahomes, 30 of 39 for 404, five tutties in the pick. McKinnon, 61 rushing yards. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't have uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Kelsey, five for 108. I just a complete ass stomping. Drew, what you see? Bye, Felicia. Yeah, 
Yeah. See ya. Like, bye. I'm so glad he's done. Get get the fuck out of here. Like, oh, it's bad enough Dude, that that you know, twenty five three and one. But the fact that we had to be three twenty five and one to such a terrible human being, the worst. So, uh, I'm I'm very glad that their season's over. They're posers. They didn't belong in the playoffs anyways. They you know backed themselves in. Uh, yeah. I was I was I was actually hoping it was going to be more than a 21 point victory, but Justin Pittsburgh, Herbert Pittsburgh been so much. Long. Yeah, exactly. Justin Herbert would have been so much funner to watch. Uh, Barry, what you see? Uh, I thought Kansas City came out flat early, and then TJ Watt went and scored, and then it was like Kansas City said, "Are you fucking with us right now?" And then just blew their fucking doors off. It was like he woke them up, and they were just like, well, let's, let us show you fucking playoff football, dog, and ran them out of the fucking building. It was crazy. So the Chiefs, who everyone wrote off early in the season, right? Everyone was so eager to write them off in, like, week five and week six, and here they are, still battling, looking like they got a hell of a matchup this weekend, looking like one of the best teams in the AFC, though. We'll say that. Next, I up. did. I did think though before we go is at the press conference when Travis Kelsey's mom called him and congratulated him for finally throwing a touchdown pass in a playoff game. I saw that. That was cool. Sorry, I took a big ass drink of wine. Uh, next up, we have the Cardinals traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Um, I can't remember who I picked. I probably probably the Rams been. I've been loving them all year, but Rams ended up winning thirty four to eleven. Um, We'll start with the Cardinals. Kyler, 19 of 34, 137, two picks. Uh, running game, not even enough stats to even list. Christian Kirk was their leading receiver, 11 targets, six catches for 51 yards. Uh, just not good. Next, you have the Rams. Matt Stafford, 13 of 17, 202 and two touchdowns. Eliminated the interceptions from his game. Odell, also one of one for 40 yards. Uh Sonny Michelle, 58 yards. Cam Akers, 55 yards, and just laid the absolute boom hit on Buda Baker. That was, that was scary. scary to watch. I mean, he earholed that motherfucker. Buda Baker's doing okay now, so that's that's all that's all good. But that was scary at the time. Uh, Cooper Cup, five catches, 61 yards. Odell, four catches, 54 yards. They each had a touchdown. Uh, Odell also got stopped with two on one. Uh, Drew. We're gonna try try and limit the Browns talk as much as we can. No, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I, I did not <laughs> I did not anticipate Kyler looking that bad. Uh oh. he he just did not he did not look good. He made a terrible decision in his own end zone. Take the safety. You know, you throw that the ball bad. up there, the bad things are gonna happen. Um one Browns reference there before we move on. Who did that remind you of? Name one. <laughs> Brandon Whedon. Well, the under his was underhand flip. Brandon Whedon threw a backhanded flip one he time to the Detroit <laughs> yeah. Lions that made me feel stupid for watching the game. Yeah. That's how bad it was. He also Go got ahead. trapped under the American flag, but Yeah, that was the first game. That was yes. great. Uh, you know, I thought I thought LA looked good. Um, you know, it, Matt Stafford winning his first playoff game in what year twelve. So Yeah. Good for him. Um, you know, kind of cool that he's been the quarterback for the two biggest receiving yardage seasons in history with with Calvin Johnson and now with Cooper Cup. Uh, that offense is a well-oiled machine when they're running, you know. Um, 
the defense is doing enough. And, you know, I, I think that their matchup this week is going to be very interesting. So, but we'll yes. get to that. But I liked, I liked what I saw of the Rams. I thought it was going to be a closer game. I, like I said, I didn't anticipate Kyler coming out and just shit in the bed like he did. But, um, you know, Arizona is kind of posers in the beginning. They got out to that hot start and, there's always that team that does that. I mean, last year it was Pittsburgh at 11 and 0. And um, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, but that's but that's what I mean. And you know, so they get out to that start. But um, I don't know that Cliff Kingsbury's the guy there. I don't know. Barry, that, what do you, that that's a good point, Drew. Barry, what do you think? Because this is the third year in a row we've seen a tail off from the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, something's got to change. I mean, they need a consistent player star on the field i mean like you said it all it, that offense runs through kyler murray but when kyler murray doesn't have deandre hopkins and that defense can key just on him it's it shuts down and mm-hmm. on the opposite side uh, i'll bring the browns talk up um sure obj gets pd tested now because he's got six touchdowns in nine games with the Rams. Mm-hmm. He, he, I don't know if you've seen, he posted the whole deal where they're like, yeah, we're testing you this week. Cause you know, you were done, you were wrote off and now you're magically, you've made this resurgence and a whole bunch of people. owe Odell an apology. I'm yeah. one. Yeah. I'm one. Sorry, Odell. That was, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, if you like, I almost feel bad for him. Like, so he's had what four or five years of his career wasted yeah you know you you had the injuries but yeah terrible quarterback play yeah he lost three years and two and a half years in cleveland that's very very important it's just you know even then it shows how good matt stafford is how talented odell is is that basically they could just plug and play him and People say, oh, you're not getting the big catch numbers. You're not getting the big yardage numbers. You're getting production. You're getting touchdown numbers. He's getting your third downs. I don't know what the issue was in Cleveland. I suspect I know what it is. But even then, sometimes Odell was even putting the ball on the ground certain times, too. I mean, perfectly throwing the ball yeah. on the ground. You don't see that with the Rams right now. Uh, he's I think the yeah, common he's, also miscon- for a con- he's also playing for a contract. Yeah. He I requires think- attention. Whenever he's lined up, on the he, you have to fucking know where he is. I mm-hmm. think one of the, one of the biggest common misconceptions too about Odell is what a good locker room guy he is and how yes. how much his teammates love him. And I think that that really 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 played a part in our season kind of going downhill after he went, you know. Um you know, obviously that's a tough situation, you know, everything with his dad and you know, it is what it is, but I think them letting him go really did affect a lot of guys in that locker room. And so it was well known that he was very popular, especially with the younger players. And his best friend was on the team, who's one of the biggest leaders in the organization. So I thought that was a downfall. And I do think that it hurt Baker Mayfield's confidence a lot. And I, I mean, how can it not? Yeah. You know, I mean, especially now. I mean, the day before he goes into surgery, or two days before he goes into surgery, he watches Odell make impact plays in the playoff game. You know, so that's. It's unfortunate. I feel a little cheated as a Browns fan just because we're going to get it done. But, I mean, Odell's a talented player, and he he did what he had to do, and it worked out for him. Godspeed. You know, whatever. So that was uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, Drew, we're going to kind of put you on the spot here. Sure. What performance jumped out to you as, like, open your eyes, like, wow, I didn't see that coming. That was surprisingly – they did surprisingly well. 
Josh Allen. I mean, I was expecting him to have a big game, but not like just come against that defense, not to just come out and like, mm-hmm. like he said, nope, not today. You're not going to yeah, stop they had, me. Yeah, they didn't have an answer for him at he all. Had his, yeah, he had his way with them. Like he did whatever he wanted with that defense. And, you know, <laughs> that's a division rival, New England, but New England, I mean, a, a Bill Belichick defense, I was not expecting that. So that, you know, really stood out. Barry, what performance were you let down by? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would I would say on the opposite side of that, uh, I would say the Patriots as a team, because they had pulled some upsets. They had they had been on such a roll, like, and then to just come out and get fucking blown out of the water. I mean, you get beat by four touchdowns. And it's like, whoa, like, what just happened? And, you know, and you have the supposed, you know, the GOAT coach of all time over there on the sidelines. And you had no answer. And they could not stop you. They could do nothing. So I would say the Patriots as a team was, like, the biggest, like, whoa to me. And for me, my biggest letdown was the Cowboys. I, you know... Three seed, they played well. They had a number one scoring offense in the league, but I thought they would be able to overcome some of those issues. I thought they would, you know, figure it out, and they just did not. Um, to look that bad and that much of a mess and that self-destructive, and Drew, we Browns fans, we've and Drew, Barry, you're going through it right now. We know self-destructive. Mm-hmm. That was self-destructive. The penalties and lack of discipline and putting ego ahead of team and things like that. I saw so much of that, and I thought that, especially on the defensive side, they've overcome that with Dan Quinn, and thought they made a lot of strides. But to come lay an egg in a at home like that at, at home. home, at home is is brutal. On the flip side of that, my surprise team right now, and Drew, you talked about earlier about teams playing well going to the playoffs, and the NFC side is definitely Cincinnati. Um, NFC side, it might be San Francisco. You know, they've been fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, Devo Samuel is taking his game to another level. I think Jimmy G is going to end up holding them back a little bit. That defense is rolling, though. I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the league, and it can outscheme most coaches. I mean, it's, historically, he has Dan Quinn's number. You know what I mean? Historically, he McVay's number. And also, we'll talk about it here soon, LaFleur's number, too. So, well, it's... And this, this is the thing to me with the Niners is, and I'm you know not skipping ahead, but Garoppolo, it's you're always anticipating this collapse. Yeah. But then somewhere, some game, he fucking plays lights out. Mm-hmm. And is that coming this week? Or yeah. is the horrible interception coming in the most crucial part of the game? Well, that's what I'm he saying. He just chucks it up in the middle of the field. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're going to find out here when we talk about it, you know. All right, so we're going to preview the divisional games coming up. This is the Saturday game. This is the 430 game. This is the Bengals traveling to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Bengals have never won a road playoff game. I thought that was interesting. They've been to two Super Bowls, so that's. I thought that was kind of a bit of a wild stat. To me, it's insanity that the Titans are are the number one seed. In the in the AFC, I did not see that coming. We've been trying to count them out 
especially ever since Henry went down. He might be back, this, which is what makes this game almost entirely impossible to pick right now because we don't know how much Henry we're getting. The talk we were getting today is he's going to be on a pitch count, which, again, I don't know what that means. So, oh, are we doing picks? Well, yeah. Talk about talk about. We'll do this. I'll give. You, I'll throw the game to you. You talk about it. What you see on both sides, and you give me the pick because that pretty much sums up why. Uh, for me, the Titans do a great job of getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Vrabel coached them up defensively. I mean, they they run a lot of games up front, a lot of stunts stuff like that that do get to the quarterback. I. And again, this always comes down to the Bengals if they handle that pressure. If they handle that pressure, they should be fine. I don't know what we're going to get out of uh, Derrick Henry. I'm going to stick with my theme of uh, counting out the Titans. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Bengals on the road. Barry, I'm going to go to you, brother. You know, King Henry's my boy. That's my guy. And uh, from all all reports, he made it through contact practice, everything today. Uh, he's – I. This is the playoffs, and I can't see him going, yeah, give me 10 carries and let me set on the sidelines. I think he if he plays, he's coming to play. Uh, he is a scary, fucking scary dude. He can control a game like no. They, they have to keep Cincinnati on the sidelines because, like you said, they, you have to get to Burrow. Because if Burrow gets it to Chase, mixing on the screens, even Pirine will hit you here occasionally. Uh, they got Boyd. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Titans on Derrick Henry having a fucking comeback game. I think he goes for over 100 yards in his comeback. That's so rough to predict because you just don't know. It's a foot too, right? Yeah. You just, you, just don't fucking and I'm, know. I'm telling you, he's a dog. He is a dog, and I'm going with Derrick Henry. Drew. So to me, this is the most fascinating game of the weekend because to me, hmm. it really does. It really does hinge upon uh, a is Derrick Henry playing? B, what percentage of Derrick Henry are you getting? Because okay, 80% Derrick Henry is still better than most of the backs in the league. But is he going to be in game shape? You know, he hasn't played in a few months and you're coming in in the playoffs. And like I said, Cincinnati's just riding that high. So I feel like they're almost playing with that little bit of like blind confidence just because they don't know any better. Like they just won their first playoff game in 31 years. Nobody on this team was even alive. So none of that matters to them. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I do think that Tennessee, uh, they have a good defense. I think Mike Vrabel has built a good culture there, but I just don't see Derrick Henry being able to come in cold and do enough to basically outscore that offense. I, I think, though, he's he's going to be a problem because if he gets 15 to 18 carries, you can't just load it. And A.J. Brown's going to be out there. Right. And and Julio Jones, whatever he's got left in him, I mean, they're pro. AJ Brown's a problem. Yeah. Like, I so, mean, if, I mean, yeah, I think, if, I think they have can, enough to. Yeah. If Tennessee can control the time of possession, I think that that definitely leans in their favor. Uh, but like I like I said, I just it, it's so tough to know because you just don't know. Like, right. yeah, obviously, I really think he's going to play. And like I said, even him at at three 
you know, three quarters of, of full strength is better than most backs in the league. But is right. he going to get that many touches? So I, that's why I said it's just it's definitely fascinating. Uh, I am going to go with Cincinnati. Uh, I'll even give you a score. I'm going to go 31 25. Nice. I was going to go 28 21. I'm going to actually go, uh, I'm going to go 27-17, Tennessee. Uh, something to look out for, uh, the Titans are 5-9 and nine all-time at home in divisional round. I'm sorry, they're 5-9 all, all-time in divisional round, 1-3 and three at home. And something to look out for that if the Titans do get in situations where they have to pass the ball or they're coming from behind or whatever, um, Cincinnati had a 43.5% pressure rate with Trey Hendrickson, Trey Hendrickson on the field. Versus the Raiders versus 9.1% when he was off the field. <laughs> another thing drastic. Yeah. Another thing that's going to hurt since he is Larry uh, Ogan Joby's out. So that's going to hurt their run defense. I mean, since yes. he had, a, they were a top five run defense this year, but uh, that's a, that's a, you know, we know from, from being Browns fans, you know, he's a really good run stuffer yes. uh, from that tackle position. So that's going to hurt, but um, yeah, it's just, I'm excited to watch that game probably more than any of the other ones. Next up. I'm excited for all these games, actually. Yeah, this is be a fun, me too. Fun weekend. Now I'm looking at like all in front of me like this. Um, you got the 49ers traveling to Green Bay Saturday night. That's the 8:15 game to take on the pack, number one seed Packers. A lot going on here. 49ers seventh ranked offense, third ranked defense. Packers tenth ranked offense, ninth ranked defense. Obviously, a lot's going to hinge on Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what weather's going to be like up there. I do feel like that kind of plays a factor with such of the West Coast team coming in. Uh a lot going on here. The Packers have not won a playoff game with the first of 49ers since the 2001 wild card round. Quarterbacks were Hall of, were uh, Brett Favre and Jeff Garcia. And Jimmy Garoppolo is 20 and six career road records of starter, second highest win percentage in the NFL since 1970. So he's a bit of a road warrior. Um, man, I tell you what, Debo Samuel is like my new favorite player in the NFL. These past few weeks of watching him and seeing this the whole like vibe of the 49ers. And the culture, and I love I love Kyle Shanahan. I've always been a Kyle Shanahan guy. Loved him in Cleveland, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, that shit offense was so fun to watch when he was here. I mean, um, he was do he he had a seven and four with Brian Hoyer. Yeah, like <laughs> come pulling, on, pulling it out. Yeah, and then they put in Manziel, and it was awesome. And then he gave a PowerPoint presentation on why the Browns should let him go. Kyle Shanahan did a fine moment in Browns history, and they let him go. Coordinator. <laughs> When a coordinator gives a PowerPoint presentation on why he should be let out of his contract. Beautiful. Um, there's a lot going on. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 11-9, his career is the start of the playoffs. 7-8 since winning the Super Bowl. He has done very well against the 49ers his career as well. Give me the Packers at home. Ooh. Damn it. 30-24. That's funny. Packers. The line is six. Yeah. It is? Okay. Packers cover. <laughs> they tie. <laughs> Drew. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I just don't know that. I mean, Jimmy G's kind of beat up too. And I just don't know that he's going to be able to do enough. Um, you know, I hate to say it because, God, I just can't stand Aaron Rodgers. Such a douche. Uh, mm. But, yeah, I mean, that offense is is elite. Devontae Adams, I mean, San Francisco has a good defense. But, I, I mean, he's going to get his. He doesn't get stopped. So, uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to say uh, Green Bay 27-24. 
Ooh. Have you always been an Aaron Rodgers hater? Or just kind of like that developed. Oh recently? no, I've always I've always been an Aaron. Rodgers. <laughs> like he has one of those faces you just want to punch him in the face. Like from day one, like him standing at the draft, like oh it's so sad he's still standing. Like gets the I just, I'm just not a fan. I've always been a fan of him playing quarterbacks. I just love. But I think he's great. Oh, he's well. a wonderful yeah. quarterback. I never heard much of him speak until this year. Well, I did watch the Pat McAfee show last year. A lot of that was very lighthearted, and I enjoyed it. And then this year, obviously, got a little more serious, and it's no secret. Obviously, I'm not going to get political. It's no secret how I view things. It's a lot different how he views things. Let's just leave it at that. Barry. Well, I'm in Wisconsin. And these folks out here are very excited for this game. Uh, the weather in Green Bay, high of 12, low, oh. of, z- a low of zero. Oh, I like my pick more. So, 31-17, I changed a little bit. 31-17. Well, so here, here's my, my kind of thoughts is I don't know if the game hinges on Aaron Rodgers. I think the game hinges and it almost sickens me to fucking say this, Drew. You might not. Eric will know when I say it is Nick Bosa. The the pass rush of the San Francisco 49ers. Is he okay? Is he healthy? Is he playing? If he plays, he's a fucking he can interrupt some things. And he looks Aaron like Rogers, the incredible Hulk out there. He's full, brother. He's, he's full. That was okay. a nasty concussion that he took though. And Aaron Rodgers has a tendency to think he can run a little bit and get out there and those those cats from san francisco digs found out uh san francisco will fucking put a hat on you they will they will lay the fucking lumber to you um i i think in my humble opinion if cincinnati's not the hottest team coming into the playoffs it's san francisco and I think San Francisco's riding that fucking wave of destiny right now. And I think they roll into Green Bay. And Jimmy Garoppolo throws for over 300. Three touchdowns. Niners win 24 to 14. In 12 degree weather? Wrong. You're, you're, you're so wrong. Okay. And now when it happens, I'm going to come on here next week and go, I'm just going to do this. And you take a troll pick. See, what it is, is he lives in Wisconsin, so he wants to troll his fellow Wisconsinites. I don't know what they're calling up there. Wisconsinites. Same thing he did with Ohio, trolling all the Buckeye fans. Wait a second. Now, last week, I told everyone, and every like I said, everybody thought I was just blowing smoke about Dallas. And just watch how it played out. Who would have said Dalton Schultz is leading receiver? That was a troll, but it happens. Just, it's so crazy, it just might work, okay? So listen to me, and don't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers gets his dick knocked stiff and and exits the game early, because you you get out of the pocket and start running on San Francisco, and they will fucking lay it on you. And like I said, but it hinges on Nick Bosa. If Nick Bosa doesn't play, I think Green Bay stands, they they probably win. But if he plays, they can get to Rodgers. They can shut that shit down. And like I said, San Francisco gets the dub. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo will not have that clutch performance since probably Kiyomiya. Probably the last time he was that clutch. Well, you're going to see it, and he's going to get a Kia commercial out of this fucking game. You watch. 
that would be hilarious. Can you get some progressive commercials so I can quit watching ones with with my quarterback? (laughs) By the way, I got to watch AEW Dynamite because apparently Kendra Lust is all elite. I uh, Moxley cut a fucking promo tonight. Okay, I don't want to hear. Don't spoil shit. No, you will. You will fucking like a cut a fucking promo tonight. I love I love Travis Fowler. He was on the show last night. I'm I'm like the only person in the world that hasn't seen Spider Man yet. And he sent me a TikTok with just full of spoilers. And I was like, <laughs> as soon as I started, I was like, what are you doing? I haven't seen it yet. He's all oh, my bad. I thought you did. I thought Barry was going to do that to me, though. I, I have a lot of friends in my life. I'm like, don't spoil this for me. Like, OK, but wait, you have to hear this. They'll tell me something that's going to spoil it. I'm like, no, I no, yeah. Stop. Be quiet. I have terrible friends like that. Uh, next up, we have the Rams traveling to Tampa. This is the Sunday three o'clock game. Weird start times on Sunday here. You got three o'clock and a six thirty. You got the Rams traveling to Tampa to take on Tom and the Buccaneers. Rams ninth-ranked offense. Buccaneers second-ranked offense. Rams 17th-ranked defense. Buccaneers 13th-ranked defense. Let's see if I'll point fun stats up here for you. I'm sure Tom Brady has some ridiculous. Tom Brady has won nine straight divisional round games dating back to 2011. That's hilarious. I, I'm not going to sit here. Tom Brady's 0-2 against versus the Rams, though. That's something. Matt Stafford led the NFL with 139.6 passer rating versus the Blitz this season. All what I wouldn't kill to have that in Cleveland. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, I think a lot depends on if Tristan Worst plays. Yeah. Because you got Vaughn. Aaron Donald is a fucking, that guy, he doesn't give a fuck where he's at in the world and what he's doing. He will choke you if you think, if he thinks you deserve it. I mean, they were up big last week, and he's choking the fuck out of some offensive <laughs> offensive guard on the Eagles. That guy is fucking scary. Um, they're going to need to put Stafford to play a clean game. Uh, give me the Buccaneers, 35-28. See, I'm, I, feel, I feel good about the Rams. I do. Um, yeah. You know, Tampa, Tampa Bay is a little bit, um, you know, undermanned. They're, you know, a little shorthanded. Um, I feel like the Rams have more weapons. I feel like McVay now has gone up against Brady enough that he's going to be able to scheme something to beat Brady. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I just have a feeling and I'm just I'm, I'm riding with the Rams in, in this one. I'm going to go 34 uh, 30. Oh, it's so hard because like I even I was, I was talk, thinking to myself, like it's going to take Stafford playing a clean game. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. When he does, they usually win. When he doesn't, they don't. And that's kind of he, – he is that guy is prone to the pick six like I've never seen since Carson Palmer and his Bengals days. So that, to me, is what it comes down to a lot. Barry, I'm sorry. I'm taking up your time. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I'm going to actually work the Giants in here in a beautiful fucking way. Is uh, when you see Tom Brady losing the playoffs, you look at how the Giants were built. You had stray hand. You had fucking Justin Tuck. You had, uh, oh boy, Jason Pierre-Paul. You had uh, Kiwanuka. You had a steady fucking pass rush defense. Mm -hmm. And you have Aaron Donald. You have Floyd. You have Von Miller. You have Jalen Ramsey back there at corner. That is a fucking recipe for disaster for Tom Brady. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I really, really don't. Really? Uh, I, I'm going to say 21 17 
Rams. Wow, with these quarterbacks. That's yes. interesting. So I'm going lone wolf here, but see, yeah, I really was I, – I wanted to pick the Rams. I don't know if you could tell my voice. I really wanted to, but I just – Betting against Tom Brady, I just that's that's tough to do anymore. It really yeah. is. Led the league in passing at fucking fifty-eight years old. <laughs> that <laughs> that's insanity. Next up, this to me is the game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be ridiculously fun. I'm glad it's the Sunday evening game. That's when the world's all going to be shut down. Everybody's going to be watching this. It's going to be fun, fun, fun to tweet about Bills Mafia. We also we obviously have a lot of friends up there in Buffalo and stuff, so I'm very excited for them. They are traveling to Kansas City. They're going to be jumping through tables and everything else, fucking stupid shit they do down there, to take on the number two seed Kansas City Chiefs. They're sitting at 12 and five. The Bills are 11 and six. Um, man, this is incredible. Bills have the fifth ranked offense and the first ranked defense. The Chiefs have the third ranked offense and the 27th ranked defense. I do think that some context needs to be added there, though. I do think they cleaned up a lot of their shit as the season went along. Um, I I think that disparity in statistics, the game being an arrowhead, makes a difference there. Um, I think that that evens the playing field. I think what this game comes down to is who wins the turnover battle. We, we know both teams are going to score a lot of points. Um, I think if the Bills defense can force Mahomes into a couple mistakes, whether that's a fumble, whether it's an interception, um, you know, Josh Allen is prone to make a mistake or two as well. Uh, but I have more confidence in Buffalo's defense being able to pull that off than I do Kansas City's defense. I will say the Chiefs have averaged 32.2 points per game in the postseason with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. That is the highest by a starting quarterback in NFL history. Small sample size, but I mean, he could be looking at his third straight trip to the Super Bowl if somebody didn't fucking jump off sides his second year in the league. Um, to me, strengths against strengths here, I got to go. I'm going Chiefs at home. I really, I'm, I've been riding the Chiefs for a while. I'm going to stick on it. I'm sorry, all you Buffalo. I picked against them last week. Josh Allen, I think, is probably playing the second best football in the league right now. That quarterback. I think Mahomes is playing a little bit better. I do. I think that although if they get um, Tyreek Hill involved, it's it's a wrap because he hasn't really been involved much at all. But I think they just have more weapons. I think the Arrowhead's um, home field advantage takes helps them out a lot. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs 35 to 24. No. 30, no, 35-31. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. Uh, Drew. Go ahead. You already touched on it. Let's go ahead. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I don't know if I'm just so impressed with what I saw out of Josh Allen last week that I think he's going to follow that up again this week. Uh, But I just – and maybe it's just me personally. I'd love to see a Buffalo and Cincinnati uh, AFC championship game. Uh, But give me Buffalo 38-35. Barry. Yeah, for me, it was going to be whoever had home field. And this one, I'm I'm with Eric. I think Kansas City at home. I mean, these fucking. It's so hard to pick against them in the playoffs. They fucking. They just get it done. They find ways to win. Uh, I'm gonna say Kansas City. I'm gonna say high scoring game because I I think Kansas City. It's gonna have to be. I'm gonna say uh, 40 
I'm going to say 49, 43, 49, 45. That would be so much fun to watch. 49, 45. I think they get it done. They hold them off late. Um, like I said, Joe, I think it, both quarterbacks have a shot to throw for 400 here. I think it's going to be a fucking shootout. And it's prime time. You know, it's Sunday. Fucking like I said, everybody's watching. Winner this game, in my opinion, just to look ahead. This is your AFC representative right here in the Super Bowl. Winner of this game. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Uh, Moving on, I'm just getting something coming across here. People are texting me. Obviously, I live in Columbus, big Ohio State fan. Uh, It's looking like, per reports, that Jim Harbaugh is going to take the Vegas Raiders job. So he's actually going to Vegas now, I guess, to – talk with them i don't know what that means i thought the whole time drew this is just a leverage play by harbaugh to get back the money that he lost from michigan that obviously he got a salary cut in half and everything was incentive based and yada 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 i think that was a leverage play to kind of fix all that uh i don't listen of all the jobs that are available right now i know everyone thinks the raiders job is the best one i look at that and i'm like i gotta play Mahomes and herbert twice a year each in that division as opposed to the Giants job, where you have the fifth and seventh pick and you're in a dog shit division, or the Bears, who possibly Aaron Rodgers could be leaving the division. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm a little surprised, but if it does happen, but there is something like I know this is probably very biased. I don't think they're the Michigan against Ohio State, what we saw this past year. I don't think that's going to be the norm by any means. I think that's going to be really tough to fucking duplicate. I think a lot of things went right in their direction. And they, and it, listen, they kicked Ohio State's ass, all the credit in the world to them. A lot of things went in their favor for that to happen. And I just think that he's going to look at it and be like, I'm not going to be any more valuable than what I am now. Uh, I don't want to go back and get, continue to get my ass beat by Ohio State if that happens. And I'm not, this is, I think if you're going to get, Now's the time to be getting. It does make sense now that I think about it. Uh, Drew, go ahead. I just don't think it's a good situation. Um, Vegas is not drafted well. So you're really – what are you inheriting with that team? And like I said, you're you're going to that division where you've got to beat Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert? And whoever the Broncos bring in. Right, right. I mean, good for him, whatever. I mean, he's getting paid, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, uh, like I told Eric the other day, I'm just, don't put that fucking jinx on us. So I'm glad he took the Raiders job. Cool. And I'm not one, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still in the boat that, like, I think he's a bit of a bit of a goofball, and I'm, I think Michigan's ceiling wasn't as high as it could be with him there, not as well as they thought. For Michigan, I think they got to get away from this hiring a Michigan man thing, and that they have to. Uh, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to want to embrace, embrace NIL. I don't think he's going to want to embrace the transfer portal. College football has changed drastically. Then the job description that he took is a lot different now than what it was when he took the job. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that's something he wants to be dealing with. And I think Clemson, we saw how quickly the shit can turn down there. Right, now all their assistants fleet are, are gone now. You got Dabo has said some very questionable things the past couple of years, and he's or not embracing the new culture. And, what'd you say? 
I said, poor Sam Finley. But I just used them as an example because of where they've been and now what happened to them so quickly. You know what I mean? So I think that, like, the world of college football is different. It's not the one. Maybe Jim Harbaugh doesn't recognize it like, as he does, and he reached the peak of what he could do at Michigan. I don't think Big Ten titles and beating Ohio State's going to be in the cards every year for them. So Yeah, but I think he's going to have an Urban Meyer realization that the NFL is a whole different fucking no, 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 no. I think that's way different. I, I, this is... No, he's I not love what Urban did for Ohio State. He's not fucking winning with the Raiders and that no, he's going to we get We said the same thing with the 49ers though. No, he's listen, if he wins four games his first year, I will be fucking shocked. They were a 10 win team this year. I don't think it's a terrible situation. It's I also not think he's terrible, gonna be a terrible NFL coach. I think, I think to compare him to Urban's way different too, because Urban had never ever set foot in an NFL locker room ever. It's where Harbaugh was an all-pro quarterback. He That's, has more in the NFL than he does in college, as far as like playing and yeah. But you would think you would think that that would have translated, and it did not translate. And I think coming to the the Raiders, I think you're going to see the a fucking decline, and people's going to go, oh, oh. He's the, I don't he's not his brother. I don't think. And no, I think I, one I think, thing that helped him out at Michigan this year was was Baltimore sending him assistance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so real quick, Barry, do you have somebody you like for the Giants job? I'm just curious. I don't. I I know like I I get all the texts, like we've interviewed people and all that shit, and we've done a couple second interviews. Um, but I mean I don't have a favorite, but once I see like who it's narrowed down to, then I'll be like, you know, let's try mm -hmm. to go that direction. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. All right, I got Steve. I got Steve Fontes uh, trolling me right now about the Bulls beating the Cavs, the young upstart Cavaliers as opposed to the team that they paid for. But okay, go off. <laughs> My goodness, uh, oh. Drew, you're the guest. I almost cut Deontay off last week, so plug everything. I mean, there's not a lot. Um, yeah, so you can find me at Drew Vensel. Uh, if you're looking for some wrestling figures, come hit me up because I'm trying to get rid of them. Uh, I host, well, I'll say I steer the ship for my co-host, my wife, who is really the star of the show. I just like, he her sits in, line. in. He sits I sit, in. I sit in. I, I, I <laughs> tell her. I tell her what the segment is so that she can just, you know, share her talents with the world. Uh, but it is a totally different show compared to most of the others in the community. Uh, it's not a wrestling show. It's not a toy show. It's not a anything like that. Uh, it's just us bantering about food and random facts and just all sorts of crazy shit. Um, but we've got like 60 some episodes at this point and you know, uh, we've built a nice little base of people that look forward to it and we love doing it. It's just honestly, like we wanted to do something that was like for us, but at the same time, she's always just been such a private person, but she's just really funny. Like she's just, she has a great personality. She's just a really funny person. And I wanted people to be able to see that. So that's kind of what the show is. And, um, you know, so, uh, we, you can find us at state tales on Twitter and yeah, we're not on TikTok or anything like that. So just Twitter. And for people that cannot see this, she's actually standing behind him with a hammer. So he had to put her over strong right there. 
Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but no, like, thank you to you guys. So this has been just a blast. Um, you know, I, I love your guys' show. I love listening to the sports show uh, because I love your guys' takes because, you know, like you said, it's uh, there's a lot of shitty opinions out there, but you guys have well thought out and because you're actual sports fans and you watch it. So uh, yeah, I just appreciate the chance for, uh, you know, having me on. And unbiased yeah. dialogue, too. Very right. unbiased here at the show. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. We're going to keep going with the guest thing. We're going to line something up for the for a, another Royal Rumble next week. I think I have so many in mind. I got to run it with him. That, run it by him before I announce it. Um, Barry, I think that's it. Drew got his credentials. Right. I, I will say we don't, we don't do a lot of shout outs on the on the sports show because we do sports a ton show. on the wrestling show. But I did forget to shout out RJ from Ringside Rant last night. I, I, as soon as I got off the episode, I realized I forgot it. Like Travis said, we don't write that down. It's all from the top of the head. And yeah. I felt bad. RJ's been a good supporter of us, good friend of ours. And I always want to show him support. So RJ's a good dude. Uh, so check out, check him out over at Ringside Rant. Be a part of Ranters Nation. <laughs> Ranters, not Raiders Nation, but Ranters Nation. Ranters Nation. Uh, Barry, I think that's it, though. Yeah, man. Uh, Drew, thanks for coming on, brother. It's always good, uh, good to have you on and hear from you. Yeah, it's good to see your face. You 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 know Eric talks to me every day. You don't ever well, text me. You don't ever well, call me. Now you've allowed Eric in the estate. He, I mean, he gave a detailed description of being allowed in the guest house to record tells from the estate. Yeah, you know, he said they wouldn't let me in like the main, you know, main corridor. But you know, I heard he got a fillet too. He did. He said it was I, didn't, I didn't get a fillet. He said it was overcooked. He was talking a little I didn't shit about make it. I didn't. He make it probably before. got this fucking the guy fired. I'm not. I don't want to go into that, but old blue shirt. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> See, <laughs> listen to the old blue shirt. Don't even know their names. But no. Uh, again, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at bfrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at ericbrown740. But of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at doing the favor thank you guys all so much to rate review subscribe interact with us on twitter follow us we're actually approaching like three thousand followers coming up here soon oh i remember back when we had 50 oh, i'm 12 yeah so but thank you guys so much man the show's so thank bad though i mean what can you fucking expect uh thank you drew for coming <laughs> thank on you guys absolutely thank you for your support all the ohio players and that's all I got for this evening. Thank you guys so much. All right. With that, Drew, again, thanks for coming on, brother. Thank Good you, Good night, and God bless. Yeah. It goes one, two, three into the foe. Eric Abaria up with ETF, and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time. Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind. Just a few more days until we're back live. We'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so harsh, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah 
doing the favor. Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor.